Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers Archfit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Archfit Footwear? Ah, I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers Archfit are great for virtually everybody. Archfit was designed by experts, giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers Archfit. Find Skechers Archfit Footwear for men and women everywhere. Hello everybody, 7 o'clock-ish on Friday. So what's that mean? It's the Long Run Show live stream and podcast brought to you by the 40 Runs Running Community and our sponsors Sketches. Head along to sketches.co.uk and check out all their great deals on gear and trainers. I'm Ian Wilson. Tonight I'm joined by Toby Frost, Chris Ford and Chris, we've got a guest. I know, and a special guest is that. The man who I've wanted on this show since day one. And that's genuine. You know that because I've kept pestering yeah. you. So I've wanted Andy, Forrest of Dean, Andy. We're going to find out all about Andy in a short moment. But I've wanted him on here since day one. And the reason for that is because he's one of the good ones. And that's that's why we want him on. We're going to talk about... This is where running. the good ones hang out. Yeah, it's, we're going to talk about <laughs> running and getting faster and how what an awesome runner is. But... Straight at the front end, just a nice guy. Nice guy. So, I appreciate well, it. Thank you. Pleasure well, to be well, here. So this is, um, Andy, so just so you know, I'm, I'm well too loud in my own ears, by the way, Tobe. Um, but <laughs> no, no, what we feel like. Up. But yeah, so this is live, Andy. So you can say anything you want and you're going to get hammered in the comments potentially. So it doesn't matter. Mm. Okay. Um, we've got this chat box going through. We're recording this live. This is going to go out to as a podcast. Mm. Welcome if you're listening to this as your podcast. Um, I hope you're enjoying your run. But Wilco, we've got some breaking news. Why? Mm. I, and it's the reason why I'm late because I was late this, this evening. Yeah, um, rocked up at six fifty-eight. Crashed through the door. Yeah, I'm usually there at six fifty-six, but I was late. So breaking news next week. 
Um, we are um, getting behind Global Running Day. Next week, if you didn't realise, first Wednesday of June it, every year is Global Running Day. And what we want to do is we want to mobilise everybody. Whether you're part of 40 Runs, not part of 40 Runs, part of the club, not part of the club, watch YouTube channel, don't watch it, listen to the podcast. Well, you probably listen to this. Either way, we want you out running at 6.15pm UK time next Wednesday. There's a reason why 6.15, because I'm going to be in London. Um, the lovely guys at Brooks uh, UK uh, are doing a get-together at Runner's Need in Monument. You're welcome to come along. Uh, if you're in the Facebook group, there's a link to sign up because the 50 places get like some goodies and cool things like that. But we're going to be in London at 6.15 on, on that Wednesday, but we meet at 6 and we're going to go out for a little gentle trot around London. So we want everybody to come along to that. But if you can't get to that, I appreciate it's in the capital and a lot of our wonderful people that listen to this show or, or you know, watch it are all over the country, which is one of the most amazing things. World, mate. Yeah, or global. We're massive in Vietnam and the Philippines. So I want you to um, get out there at 6.15 next week. And then I want you to take a picture, whether it's an ussy, which I found out that's a word today, by the way, or a selfie. And I want you to get onto Instagram and tag me and tag Brooks and tag The Long Run Show. Just tag everyone. Tag Andy as well because he loves it. And just tag everybody that you want. And just get out there and smash the life out of social media. Smash the life out of your running. Even if you're going out there and you're doing 1K, which for some is massive. I want you to get out there next week. No excuses. Maybe you've been on the injury bench. Maybe you've given up because your mojo's gone. Maybe you think you're too fat to run. Maybe you haven't got, you know, anything that's going on in your mind. Well, there's no excuses next week. Join all of us. Let's get out there and mobilise the nation. Okay. No excuses. Wilco, Will have I got their right. attention? I think so, mate. Yeah, just for everybody's attention, um, you know, mm. if you're not used to um, listening to the show um, live, if you've um, logged on via um, Facebook or YouTube, you can comment as we go along. Yeah. Um, Rob87 said, what a guest. Let's talk Spurs for the next hour. No, it's the cricket season. We're no, we're well. not doing that. But if you've got any sensible suggestions that you'd like us to talk about and questions for Andy... And yes. Chris, um, <laughs> drop us a line in there and um, I'll try and keep an eye on it and uh, read them out while um, they bang on about all these PR PBs they've been smashing out. Oh, oh this is the thing. This is this is the man, the man above me, as I'm watching it, is my inspiration for doing this. There's, there's the old boy. Oh, by the way, this is how late I was, right? And Tobe was because Tobe wasn't necessarily going to be on tonight. We hadn't even managed to like put something together about Hayden tonight, and I've got some unbelievable and if you didn't know one of our co-hosts i don't know if you met hayden but hayden he's he used to be in the boy band well they're they're called five now but he was in the band they were called six back then and he left but he was also a west end star as a child in oliver but we've got he's denied it for years wow got actually the footage of him in the show um but i didn't have time to put it together tonight so which is a real shame um, but we will get that next week's a pre-record, by the way, everybody, because we're going to be at Blade and Races. We'll come on to that in a minute. But um, next week's a special show. But yeah, so the week after, I promise you, I will get that foot. Well, I think it's a picture, actually, of our world famous. Well, what is he? Personality, I suppose. Um, He's just a star, isn't he? Superstar. Um, Hayden. Yeah. So uh, was you a fan, Andy, of, of the band? Five, is that now? Uh, my wife has their CD. I, I'd be honest with you, mate. No, I'm a bit more of a rock guy, but my wife has their CD. Yeah, so if you look, I don't know whether it was the 
one with him in it or not. But have a look. He, Hayden might be on the on the cover of that. I think he followed me on Instagram today. Yeah, he does. Um, say he's a bit of a stalker. <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll have a look. <laughs> but annoyingly, he's like 150 years old, but he qualified for Boston because he's a hero. Yeah. Wow. So, and that's what you need to. I mean, you could. You technically have qualified about 100 times, haven't you? Uh, 99, mate, not 100. No, I've, <laughs> I, I think, I think I've qualified three times now. Um, nice. but I promised, I promised the family an abroad race, and Boston to take the fam would be a lot. So I kind of earmarked maybe 2025, try and get a European marathon in end of this year, sure. maybe next year, and then maybe America go. Oh. You've just reminded me. Uh, what day did we announce it? I can't remember. It might have been yesterday, day before. So I've got to give the guys at uh, Believe in the Run a New Balance a shout out. If you've not seen the news, I'm heading to New York uh, City to do the New York City Marathon as part of um, the Train to New York 2 team. Uh, the amazing guys at Believe in the Run and New Balance have been kind enough to put me onto the team. So I'm going to be doing the New York City Marathon, Annie, which I'm... I'm I'll be honest with you. I, I still can't It looks can't amazing. Believe. I saw. I saw the announcement. I'm in the ballot for that this year. I didn't get it, but I'm. I'm. I'm committed to balloting every year now. So you've got to do it. Yeah. It's apparently to. so hilly, like because going over the bridges. There's a hill, mile twenty-one or something. That's and then you've got a hill as you're going to Central Park. Apparently, it's, it's just oh. one big climb into Central Park. Well, you're going to hang it. I don't know why you're I'm, I'm not going to look forward. To, uh, well, I am. This is the thing, right? I think because I'm going to be so excited. Well, I'm, I'm just excited <laughs> now anyway. But I'm going to be so excited about like just doing it. I, I actually don't think I'm going to notice. I will, you, do you know what I mean? I think the, the sort of overexcitement of doing the thing, it probably won't dawn on me the fact that I'm doing all these hills, I think. I think I, I, that's what I'm kind of, I don't know. I think it, it, it will, it will dawn on you halfway. <laughs> yeah, adrenaline could probably only take you so far. But the, the good news is, which I don't think anybody's realised uh, yet, is the fact that Hayden's going to be out there at the same time getting hit. That's going to be his last one on his World Abbott Majors. So I'm going to be with him when, when he does that. I've I've said to him, if the price is right, I'll give him his medal. Um, but he's got to obviously pay up because, you know, he's got millions from where he was in the band. But I'm going to be there with him when he crosses the line, bless him. Uh, we'll have to change his bag and all that sort of stuff and put his teeth in. And then we'll give him his medal. It's going to be awesome. He's going to hate it, Tobe. Imagine that. I'm there on a, the biggest day of his life and I'm there. What would you do, Tobe, if I was there? Well, I'd do. I'd probably run run a bit further. <laughs> run 27 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good. So have you, have you, so you've got a European eyes on a specific race, Andy? Uh, I'm mapping a few out this autumn, if it doesn't happen this autumn next year. So I'd like to do one in October. Uh, I can't do Valencia, sadly. It clashes with something else. So in October, I can't do the 15th or the 22nd. 22nd is my daughter's birthday. 15th is a family get-together. So I can do the 1st, the 8th, and the 29th. Well, the 8th is Eindhoven. The 29th is Frankfurt. Those are the two that are on my shortlist. Frankfurt works better because it mm. goes into half term. I'd rather do Eindhoven. So um, I'm working out logistics. If it doesn't happen, then I'll probably jump into Chester 
uh, in the UK, and then I'll probably look at maybe Barcelona in March next year instead as the first one because I really, really, I love Barcelona anyway. Went there years ago, and uh, I'm desperate to go back. So hopefully in the next six to nine months, I'll be out somewhere jetting off to run a marathon. That's going to be. Have you? By the way, have you thought about doing Rotterdam? Because that's meant to be like pancake flat. Yeah, that's in April. Is it? That's a spring one, isn't it? Or is it? Yeah. Am I right in saying that? Or but it usually the thing is right. I I had a stinker at London, and I've now got a from my recent marathon. I've now got my time to do London again next year. If I did mm. Barcelona, I've got six weeks from Barcelona to London. So it's not enough to like get fit again and do it, but it's enough to recover and do it. Mm. I'd rather go back to London and kind of get, you know, run it well. And then I can tick that one off the list and move on to other ones. One quick question, and this is relevant for, 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 for quite a few people, actually. And we'll, we'll come on to the YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff a bit later on, but just a thought in terms of recovery you just mentioned how do you recover right between so mm -hmm. i don't know if you had chicago marathon or berlin marathon yeah and then yeah. you had new york right let's use so let's say i get a place because berlin's closed right so let's yeah. say i get a place somewhere. how would you actually look at that recovery how how what would you do I do it in two ways. Either you do, I'd, I'd either target the second one um, and use Berlin as a long run workout. Um, so I probably, and that's probably the way I'd do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go hard at Berlin. I go hard at the second one. Um, or if you wanted to go hard at Berlin because you know it was a better course, and then I would, I always have a week off completely and then i have a gentle week back and then if i've got <clears throat> four weeks i just probably look at doing a session a week i wouldn't overload myself and i just work on building back up the miles and then and then just a week taper i wouldn't do a two-week taper again because you you know i've come off the back of a marathon already so and you've just got to accept that you can't run both of them at the same effort if if i'm brutally honest you'd have to sacrifice one of them and go right this one's the goal going to be for me to enjoy I'm not saying you can't go hard but i don't think you can run them both at the same intensity so that's what i do but if i'm honest with you i probably use the first one as a long run workout yeah yeah someone's just said in the in the chat about dublin wilco you was there yeah you? dublin was nice that's a good run yeah matt, matt, matt did that mm. how do you find it hilly <laughs> he said it was there amazing. There were a couple of rascal hills in it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think his Strava showed. You know, it's not flat. Um, but he said it was absolutely stunning. But he was running Valencia, so he used Dublin as a long run yeah, workout. Yeah. Um, and awesome. he did first half moderate, second half good. You know, a bit more of an effort, and that meant he didn't really need to recover after it. You know, he could just move on to the next week so and it worked well because he then went and pb'd at valencia so but he said it was incredible i mean ireland know how to put on a show anyway uh, but he did say there's a few you know stingers in there for hills yeah well Carl, you're going you're not going back to now you've got nothing you haven't got what have you got you've got great north run haven't you yeah i'm not doing that i'm i'm having a uh, sort of like a fallow uh six months after doing four in 18 months that's it it's a bit like, you, um, 
And if you like Glastonbury, where they let the grass let the grass grow for you know for yeah, one year, yeah. I'm just having like a little bit of a break, and then perhaps looking to um, to the uh, to the spring. Um, mm. If I don't get in London, I think probably favourite will be going to Leeds. Yeah, Leeds good chat. Eddie, have you done Great North Run? I'd love to. It's on the hit list, but. Again, it's it's around that time of year, isn't it? Where it clashes with a few other races, and I always think like it's usually a week or two weeks out from a goal marathon. And my problem is, if I went to Great North Run, I would I would go for it, and then that would mess me up for the marathon. So I haven't done it yet. I need to do it on a year that I'm not training for a marathon, or my marathon's a lot later. This is this interesting, right? Right. So give some background, Eddie. I mean, in terms of where you're at, you're proper rapid runner okay so just to give some people some yeah, let's throw some times at them so 5k time um is very old uh 1644 but i just i ran That's 16 i ran 1601 in a 10k race in the second half of 10k lately so I, th I think i could get into 15 but i haven't done it yet so that's the summer I think, goal i think we should go with ben to do a 5k ben is running oh because I, I hope so I like that. Yeah, he'd annihilate me, but I'd, I, I, he'd be a good motivation. Yeah, I think you should do that. Okay, half. What are we talking for half? One fifteen. What we, what are we talking for the marathon again? Just to remind everyone. Two fourteen. So, <laughs> I mean that's insane, right? But here's the thing, and we're going to make it relatable. So bear with us. Firstly, though, what was interesting there was how. You look at your races, I would say, slightly different to us mere mortals, right? We, <laughs> you're picking races by the sound of things for where you can achieve times. Is that right? Or that sort of thing. So, and I'm I'm thinking, or I know Wilco's thinking, where's the nearest Greg's to the start line? I go, <laughs> I, I go for the, you know, I go for the experience of the race rather than, yeah, which is fair know, enough. Right? Going, you know, I, I like to go to places. We went to Edinburgh. I, we did the Edinburgh Marathon. I went there because I've never been to Scotland before. Dublin, I like. I've been there a few times. So I thought I'll go there. That would be great run there and there. You know, so mine's been a lot more um, based on the location of, you know, mm. having a good time away. We went to Ibiza for a half marathon, things like that, rather than worrying about concerning myself primarily with how fast I'm going to run. Yeah, but, yeah, and that's great. So, but it's interesting. So a little bit of an insight into that, Andy. So, when you're looking at your, do you look at it on a a year ahead? Do you look at it in like into, like whether you're working in mesocycles or how how are you figuring out then when you're peaking for these sort of bigger races or or, or target races? Let's call them. I try and do two marathons a year, so um, I, I only tend to plan the marathons I've got that year. Although I kind of am already in next year because I've got the qualifying time um, and maybe London. Uh, so I know that I'll probably do those two next year. It's interesting. It's a really flipping good question that, and I there's two angles uh, that I look at. I and I don't want this to sound. I don't know. I suppose it could come across as arrogant, and I don't want it to be this arrogant I... at all. But I, I, I suppose this year, for the first time, because I'm training for my current training is for a 32 minute 10k, and a lot of the 10ks I do around locally get when you break 34 and you get into the 33s you're running on your own and it's like a time trial um so i i do start to, i have started to now look at where there's a deeper field at the front um having said that i'm a real strong 
advocate of supporting club races. So I will predominantly every year support club races and do club races. So my two goal 10K races this year are both local club races. They won't have a strong field at the front and it would be like a time trial. But I have got others earmarked later in the year. Do two or three, all singing, all dancing, great atmosphere, incredible experience races. And the rest of them I like to dive in and support local clubs around me, jump into their races because... I think there's a lot going on at the moment with running in the UK where I think there's a lot of negativity in terms of the lack of support, funding, all of that sort of stuff. And I think as us on social media, as us as runners in general, one way to combat that is to dive deep into our events that our clubs are putting on. So it's twofold, really. Yes, I look for where there's a deep field where I could run with a pack. But at the same time, always happy to support local club races. And I think that's where my heart will always be. So, yeah. That's interesting. That, and I think you should be commended for that. I think your channel uh, on YouTube. Uh, right. So if you don't know, right. And I, and I appreciate some people might not know. Uh, Andy's got an amazing YouTube channel. Forest of Dean, FOD runner on YouTube. He's on Instagram. He's, as I say, it's just an amazing channel. I, you learn so much from following somebody of what of Andy's speed and then putting some of that as an everyday runner into, even if you take 5% of how he works, trains, methodology that he uses and the way he navigates his training plan. Honestly, if you're trying to get faster, trying to get stronger, watch his channel and put some of that into your training. It is relatable. And that's the great thing about Andy. Apart from, as I said, he's a nice guy. But I think you should be commended. And also I think, Ben does the same, actually. Ben is running. You two guys are showing um, that that other side of it, which is great because I don't think anybody else is really doing that in terms of that club. Like I always, I like to see um, that the stuff that Ben does, that the Chelmsford Athletics. You know, when yeah. he rocks up and does those yeah. sort of like mad stuff, um, it's totally. I haven't got a clue about any of that, even though you know, <laughs> I love athletics coach sitting here. But because I don't, because I don't coach on that level on the track what we coach is different in a, in a way it's yeah. endurance based and it's off track i kind of like that that's the sort of stuff i like watching on youtube you know what i mean mm -hmm. like as i said that that kind of stuff and um yeah i think both channels are doing a great job of of highlighting that i you know i've, I've been uh I've spoken up about some i think some of the negativity around that sort of stuff because it is still too inclusive it uh exclusive sorry i think it's it's too yeah. inward looking instead of outward looking i think some of those clubs do need to look at themselves and stop making themselves so inward looking i think that's a real shame that's not having to go at them because i understand why but i think if they can open themselves up and so by people like yourself trying to show that it's not all like that the perception is you know not necessarily the true i think it's a good thing um to be honest with you but they do i do think like when i watch that night of ten thousands or whatever yeah. it was a bit disappointing do you know what i mean in terms of i don't know it just it just felt like it was a lot of like i don't know just it just it's didn't not feel for you that you didn't it, feel it, yeah, and that's not me having a go it just didn't feel in, it i i would i it didn't feel inclusive yeah I, I i get that and i think i think what there needs to be in the running world in general is there needs to be more of the night of the 10kbs but for a bigger um yes. a bigger and wider range yes. of runners so yes. when i was there i was just 
in awe, gobsmacked, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I said in my, my first intro, I was like, just think, this first race at 3pm, everyone's running sub 32 minutes. And although they did some people that didn't quite make it, most people in that first race were running between 31.30 and 32.30 or 33, which just blows your mind. Now, yeah. now if you can get track events like that where you start at you know um sub hour sub 50 sub 40 yeah, or awesome. i don't know something that that is a bit more and is a family day that's great because on massive props to on never run in a shoe never worked with them never talked really they've done some big things the track event i went to in bristol early in the year they supported that it was incredible again really fast people there they did it there. They're doing what other companies need to step up and do, which is support these athletic events. So I'd love to, I get what you mean. I'd love to see yeah, them yeah. do more of it and support a wider yeah. range. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. I say it's not a criticism because I was just in awe of, like you say, the people who run these times and, and these, and, and yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and as I said, the fact that you're shining a light on it, but from a different perspective, I think it's brilliant. Mm. I just wish that they would open it up a little bit. Yeah. More. No, I do I agree. A little bit more. And then, and then everybody, you know, that that was that's always the thing with me is, is you know to make it to make it inclusive. But yeah, massive props, bruv, to um to try and show that in a in a different light. You am, I say you and Ben as well. So fair play to you, right? We've got some we've got some questions. We've got, questions. got a lot of questions actually, Andy. Yeah, should I go for yeah, a couple? Let's go. Let's grill him. Okay, we've got um, Ben's gone running. He says question. He says, do you think weight has a lot to do with speed? I'm getting my PBs down recently. PB five k. And then 10k last week and aiming for half soon. Well done, Ben. Great stuff. But I'm a big guy and wondered if my size holds me back. That's a really good question. That's a really good question. And I do actually avoid talking about weight because I know weight can be a really sensitive subject for a lot of people. But yeah, it does it does have a it does have an impact. Um I think I think someone actually commented on one of my videos the other day. I put a video out a couple of days ago about going from whatever it was in the marathon, 354 down to 240. And someone commented saying, you didn't mention weight loss in there once. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough, I didn't. And actually, it's a lot of training we can do. But I think, I don't know the exact sum. I can't remember. I've been told it a million times. But something like one, one or two pound a weight can equate to sort of like three or four seconds per mile or something like that. I can't remember the exact formula. So it does make a difference, but you've got to find a healthy balance. You really do. It's yeah. I I don't weigh myself. I don't I don't want to know what I weigh. I I eat what I eat and I run how I run. And if I lose weight because I'm running and it's summer, then I do. And if I put it on over winter, then I do. So <clears throat> your answer to your question is yes, it does make a difference. Mm. Do you feel that you're? A, um, I mean, with senior videos and i know chris as well so i'm you know i'm of a very different sort of frame than the pair of you you know do you um do you find that do you think that you're you're sort of like the right weight for you that's surely that's what's important yeah absolutely it is and you know i was talking to my wife about this uh this week i i sort of um so i'm for context i will give kilos seven kilos roughly haven't weighed myself but i know i feel physically like i haven't changed from that for two or three years if you work in stone i guess that's around 13.7 or 8 stone something like that and then um, and how tall are you six foot six so yeah. i you know it's the ratio is there but yeah. i i said to her this week 
actually. I said I've been trying to stop snacking in the evening. I'd like to shed a couple of pounds for summer racing because I do have a bit of a dad belly. And um, I feel terrible. I'd be brutally honest with you. I've realized that I'm not eating enough and for it. And my body is used to eating what it wants to eat. So I've snapped out of that mentality already and gone, yeah, I'm not going to lose a couple of pounds. I'm just going to be what I am. Get get that out of your head um, and just run because... You know, we can all go, oh, we maybe could lose two or three pounds, but I feel rubbish in the day. I've got no energy. I'm clearly yeah. not eating enough for me. Yeah. And I'm a big guy, so I need to eat. So I won't That's give diet advice. Yeah. Such a good point. Be careful. And Toe, you told me off about this because, Andy, I was the same, right? So, but firstly, I was going to jump in and say, you've got to watch Andy's stories on Instagram because it's usually him eating, right? Yeah. He's usually got a plate <laughs> of something or he's yeah. eating something, right? So it's brilliant. But, um, Toby, you was telling me off this because I, I need, I'm the same thinking, right? I should lose a few pounds. It's going to help me. Boom, boom, boom. Dad bod, you know, usual thing, right? But it, he, even him up there who can't speak because he's been to the dentist today has, <laughs> has told me off because I've not eaten enough. And I felt funny like we've done a club session in the evening and he's gone, yeah, well, what have you eaten? Well, you've had a bit of porridge. You had something soppy at about 11 o'clock and that's it. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's simply it's not, not enough. enough. And then no. you're trying to cut it out and you feel worse for it. So you know what? You just got a cowboy out and just eat whatever you want, really. And just yeah, I, I agree individual. with it. We're not elite athletes, so well, just enjoy life. I'm close. I'm close. Mm. See, my time's <laughs> coming down, then. Yeah, yeah, hey, I to, thought you, you ran a, a, you, you you ran a, a new course. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see the McDonald's stories. It's all right. I've been there today. It's fine. <laughs> Heroes. Heroes eating McDonald's. Right. Okay. Hey, um, next one. Uh, Dermot Dowling. He said, um, just wondering, Andy, your training blocks seem to be perfection. Do you ever have a day when you just say to yourself, no, can't be bothered? And he's congratulating you on your new PP. Oh, thank you, Dermot. That's really kind, mate. Um, I do have plenty of those days where I can't be bothered, but I do kind of. Um, so I suppose I'm in a training block right now. When I'm in a training block, I I get really frustrated with myself if I don't run. So I do have I don't want to, but I know that the frustration if I don't go will be more because I know I'm really trying to commit to something. But I do in between training blocks often have periods of time where I'm just going to like maintenance mode or just base training or whatever. And I'm a heck of a lot more relaxed then. And um, I don't, so I kind of compromise with myself and I go, right, in these 10, 12, 14 weeks, commit, do it, don't make excuses. You can make your excuses afterwards when you're recovering, you know? So, yeah, I do. Don't stress if you do. I'm just going to jump in. You said two words there. Let's explain and, and build on them. I think you said, what was it, base something and base training. Maintenance and what was the mode. other one? And what was maintenance? The other? So explain uh, base training and so just again, so it expands on that. What if people are looking at their training blocks? What do you mean? So I guess it's just mainly focused on a lot more aerobic work, less sessions. So after the marathon, I did six weeks where I took a week off. I did a really light, easy week. Did easy and moderate running which are both if you want to work in heart rate i guess all sub 150 155 beats a minute so all quite relaxed then in the fourth week i added a session in one session and it was just like 10 by one minute on one minute off just to spin the legs the rest again was all easy and moderate fifth week again 
easy moderate one session sixth week again easy moderate in one session it was really relaxed running very calm very enjoyable um no pressure no pushing and that for me is just working base building the foundations laying some structure down when you come off the back of a training block you kind of want to not jump straight into the next training block straight away because it might shock your body a little bit if you've had a rest if you've gone marathon rest training it can be a little bit of a shock, which is why I always kind of encourage people to just take that gentle, gentle approach afterwards. Um, and then that I find is that lays down nicely, uh, ready to start again. So that's kind of what I call base training or maintenance mode might be where I want to just maintain mileage. I do exactly the same type of in between training blocks. So it might be after like a 10K or a half where I don't need to have a week off or I don't want to. So I just go into that kind of, I'm just going to run maintenance, easy, moderate, the odd session, and then get back into a training block. Yeah, that explains it well. I think um, I think there's a lot of people currently who are probably listening to this or watching this who are in base build, base, whatever mm. you called it, where, myself included, where we're sort of getting ready because we've, I don't know, great, maybe they've got Great North Run, and that plan's going to start yeah. middle of June. So they're, they're just starting to put their, laying that foundation down, getting some of the patterns, getting some of the frequencies, not necessarily doing mad mileage, but thinking about, right, actually, I've, well, myself, look, I'm, I'm a classic example. I took basically May off, um, yeah. done a couple of quicker runs the last few weeks, but really limited my mileage deliberately in the weeks to like 30 miles max. Uh, some weeks yeah. have even been less, but I know that I'm going to have to start ticking it up in June. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Andy, if I just... It, is this something that over the sort of like the seven or eight years that you've been running, is this something that you've um, managed to do sort of like trial and error that you've come to these conclusions that this is sort of like, so would you, would you encourage people to sort of like try different things and see what works for them? Yeah, I would. I mean, it is trial and error. I think the one thing I've learned from base training is I know <clears throat> you could sit and talk about all the physiological benefits and all of the why you should do this, that and the other. But for me, what's always been really important that I found is just to if I if I know in my plan, I'm going to be running four times a week in those last two or three weeks of base training, run four, five, six, mimic the amount of time that you're going to be running so that it's not a shock to your body. A lot of people will kind of go, uh, like Chris just said, like you drop your mileage back, great, let your body recover, absorb everything and then go again. But just before you go again, what I found really beneficial, as I said, is to mimic the number of days and runs. Doesn't have to be the, the right duration, doesn't have to be the right length, it can be a lot shorter. Just get your body ready um and. i'm working with a club few athletes now that i'm like well before we do any intensity let's get you back to five days a week that's what you used to be that's what you want yeah. that's the priority when you're comfortable with that and your body can handle it then we'll add serious stuff so trial and error has meant that i've learned that I, as i said you could go oh it's great for your aerobic development it's great for this it's great for that but for me it's muscle memory for your body getting your yeah. mind ready ah this yeah. is what a training block's going to feel like no yeah, that, that's exactly it's, it's, it's pretty much carbon copy to what i coach andy in terms of setting those patterns and then working on the verticals you yes, know getting that it. consistency consistency in the week whether it's seven days 14 days nine days you know wherever you do the whatever way you do it but getting those patterns getting those number of runs getting those sessions just like whatever just go out trot about for half hour but just go out on that day or if, you, if you're double running maybe start put one in and then layer the other one in and then start going up, you know, efforts, mileage. Yeah. Interestingly, do you train 
when you're doing your long run, long run, longer runs, do you go to like time on feet or do you do I'm going to run 22 miles or do you go, I'm going to go out for, because obviously your times are different, right? So do you go, I'm just going to go out for two hours and like cover 20. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, absolutely. Time. I find... I used to do mileage and I still sort of, I mean, it's personal preference, but I think what a lot of people always kind of go, oh my goodness, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. And, and I was the same a few years ago was like, your body doesn't understand pace. If you told your body run eight minute mile pace, your body wouldn't have a clue. Likewise, your body understands time on feet, not 20 miles. So like if, if I go, you know, I'm going to run two hours, and I want to run at this effort, then you cover whatever distance you do in that effort. And then I find with a training plan, it's easier to progress because if if you prescribed someone five by K in week two or three, and they run those K reps in 4.30 per K, and then you prescribe it again later in the plan um, to kind of get fitter and they run them in 4.15 per K, well, if you think about it, you want your plan to be progressive. And what they've done there is they've run five of them at 4.30, then five of them at 4.15. So they've spent less time in that intense zone than than earlier because they've run them quicker. So they've actually regressed. So you go, actually, I want you to run five by three minutes and do that again in week eight. And then what the what happens is when they get fitter, they just cover more distance. So it's the yeah, same yeah, yeah. time. They haven't regressed. I've always found time a much more logical yeah. way way to work than mileage, if that makes sense. Yeah, that mm. makes a hundred percent. It makes complete and utter sense. I think it's uh, it's definitely the way to go, especially especially if you're starting out into more let's call it endurance based efforts. So you know you are yeah. let's just say progressing from you've, you've done your couch to five k, you've gone up to ten k, and now you're looking at those sort of longer mileage events, half marathon, mm. marathon. I would 100% say to you, go out there, time on feet. There's, yeah. there's, you know, there's just no point filling yourself up with all this. Oh, I've got to run, you know, this, I've got to run that. No, you are better off going out, as you say, and, and doing that. Can I just come in on this? Because, yeah. um, you know, as somebody who, um, you know, I've done four marathons, all of around sort of like four and three quarter hours. And my concern would be that if and I'm sure I speak for lots of people who sort of like, particularly people who are um, embarking on a big race, like a big half marathon or big, like their first one, to train by time. Mm. If you're going, at, you know, my sort of 
easy run pace, sort of like 10 and a half minute miles. Yeah. You know, if I'm thinking, well, if I go out for two, you know, if I go out for two out two and a half hours and I cover, you know, I'm only going to cover 15 miles and I've got to do 26. How do you, how about coping with the sort of like the psychological aspect of that? It's, it's, I mean, my, yeah, I mean, it's, there is that and you're, you're right. There's a lot of science behind um, when you're training, regardless of your pace, regardless of your, uh, how far or fast you run, that golden rule that you should never particularly go over just because it gets to the point where your muscles fatigue too much to recover again for the next week. And that applies to an elite marathoner and that applies because I see elite marathoners on Strava and they'll peak at three hours and they'll have covered 29, 30 miles at a steady pace. And you just think, wow or that three hours for someone else like you said could be 15 16 17 miles mm. it's it's still kind of i know people that that go over it and i and i've coached people that have uh, that and they say but i'd love to just go over it and i'm like all right do you know what i'll turn a blind eye if you want to go to three yeah, and a half exactly. hours then yeah. then i won't i'll pretend i haven't seen it just don't do it every week you know yeah and yeah, what exactly. you what you've got to then do is make sure the start of your next week is relatively easy to make sure your body has a bit of extra time to recover Absolutely. so it's a trade-off you know i i'd always say if you're gonna do it make sure you load up the second half of the week with sort of more intense work shall we say easier especially if you've long run on sunday yeah Train so you can train the next day, Wilco. And also, Tobe, did you notice Andy follows me on Strava? He just said about the elite runners doing something. Yeah. Was it <laughs> More than I do. I don't follow you on Strava. I know. Tobe, <laughs> Andy, you you're always with him. No, hang on. Would you block any of your mates on Strava from following you? Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. No. No, I haven't. I got, no. <laughs> I got blocked by my mate. My, did, did you, Tobe? You? Yeah. Do you go tell? I know you can't talk because you're too, but you're going to tell that you. Well, it's more you and so I filling up my inbox and my comments with pointless conversation. It's brilliant. <laughs> best thing to do if you've got a type on Strava, best thing to do is comment on all his runs. He loves it. Absolutely. Yeah, I block everyone and tag and tag no. people because he <laughs> just block you. <laughs> Shall we, um, we move on? Yeah, move on. Yeah, and um, there's two sort of questions here. Well, they're they're, they're linked. Um, so um. And they talk about um, the part of the country where you are. And uh, Mark says, does having the Forest of Dean on your doorstep benefit you more? And um, Rob H7 said, what is the Forest Dean like to run? I'm thinking of doing the Maverick Trail Run there. It's it's beautiful. It's honestly it's stunning. It's an it's what I call an elite training ground. It's just got everything you need. Most of the trails are runnable, or the ones that if you need them to be, so you can wear road shoes. You don't have to wear trail shoes. I very rarely wear trail shoes. Um, uh, and and it's very rare that there's a bit of flat. It's always there's a lot of undulations, which is what I preached people to run. And if there are trails there. There are certain trails that I use for certain types of workouts. Um, you know, there was a training camp in, in the forest, I think, back in before Ben Parks blew up because he came on it for elite and sub-elite marathoners, came down to the Forest of Dean England Athletics hideout, one of the campsites down here, and they brought all their athletes down here. So it's very hard to get a segment on Strava, <laughs> put it that way. Um, but we have... Um, 
we have a few a few people that come up and train that are rapid. This is up who's a steeplechaser, Olympic steeplechaser from the UK. He comes up most years. I, he's whizzed past me on the cycle track, and I've been like, and his his dad's on the bike behind him, timing him. And it's honestly, it's I I genuinely one of my goals would be to run training camps here. It would it would, I just feel like people. It would the people would love it and about the maverick race yes i've seen that um i was tempted to do it but it kind of weekend before but absolutely do it like don't hesitate i believe it's all on mostly on fire track trails because that's the easiest way that race organizers can get races to happen around here the forestry commission are a bit picky in in some of the more off-piste areas uh, because of nesting and species and stuff like that but um yeah do it don't hesitate it's incredible honestly there, there was a, you just uh, touched on it we, and we we are going to touch on it quickly um you mentioned about shoes so if you don't again if you've not subscribed you anybody listening to this you have to subscribe it's now mandatory and by the way it is now law we've made it law in malta because we're the biggest podcast <laughs> in malta anybody living there they're going to be now subscribed to your youtube channel because it is Very mandatory time, thank you um, <laughs> But yeah, so the um, you mentioned about shoes. We can't get away from the fact that Andy obviously does uh, shoe reviews on. But what what we what I love, and I think what talk about for everybody else is the fact that it's uh, it's the ones where you put the videos out where you've done like six million miles in a shoe, and you go this thing is, is still going strong. I just yeah. think that's the best content. Some of the best content. I, I love everything else you do, but for me personally, I love the videos when you come up and go. I've still got this shoe. It's done. 800 yeah. miles and it's like broken to pieces this Brilliant. thing and, and he's going and i just smashed out like a, a 10 minute 20 mile or something <laughs> that's <so> ridiculous <laughs> so, let's, we had a question so anyway you got you make make sure you watch Andy's shoe reviews because they're, they're, they're some of the best out there what is your favorite shoe so far i think i know the answer to this of 2023 the brooks hyperion max i knew it i knew that. it without a shadow of a doubt and i noticed in the question someone someone put about um brooks shoes being a bit sort of antiquated but i'm going to be honest with you the brooks hyperion max is like the hyperion tempo is amazing i always look for um i always look for a relatively high stack non-plated shoe which are becoming harder and harder to find these days because everyone seems to want to shove a bloody plate in everything and it drives i think what a lot of people forget as well is these plates take away our natural biomechanics so it's really not healthy mm -hmm. to run permanently in plates so i'm always looking for like a workout shoe that's not plated i found the takumi sen they finally released the nine in my size um so i'm really tempted uh to get that i really wanted i really wanted to get the magic speed three from asics but again that's got a plate in it and i'm thinking right. suddenly i'm loading up my shoe rotations with with plates and mm. i often find i i get injuries when i choose so i do try and restrict it and the hyperion max is without a shadow of a doubt um an insane uh trainer decent stack 33 mil in the heel i think or 35 or something seven or eight mil drop so sweet spot for me um firmer not soft on the firmer side yeah. but my word don't you move in them they are rapid and 
unlike the speed threes from Saucony, where I can run for about an hour, hour and a half, and then suddenly I feel like I'm sinking. Um, the, the Hyperion Max just push you all the way, all the way to the end. And I've put 380 something in them, and they're still, they're just about hanging on. And uh, I want to get them to 400. They are amazing. A lot of people love them. A lot of people love them. Some people don't like him, a bit too firm. I get it. I yeah, understand, I, I, but they're amazing. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the firm camp. I, firstly, it was the first shoe, and I said it in the video I did on them, that I took my hat off to Brooks because I'm, I've, you know, openly come out and said, great company, Ghost Shoes, 98.7 design. But yeah. the, the um, Hyperion Max... I think I said even at the start of the video, looks like a proper running shoe. Yeah, the only does. issue I had with that, it was too firm for me. My calves, every time I run in that thing, feel like, well, they feel like they do today, which is, I feel like I've done a race in them because it, it, it's, yeah. it's just that little bit too firm. Um, but what I'm hoping is that I've got the Hyperion coming in. You know, uh, okay. Hyperion Tempo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I'm hoping is, is the slightly less stack of that because the original Hyperion I've got on well with. So I'm hoping the less stack probably will work hopefully a little bit better for me. Um, yeah. But let's let's see what happens there. But I, I knew you would say that, Shu, because I, I, that, yeah. I remember when you did your video on the first Hyperion, you raved. And that's the only reason I got the first Hyperion, because you absolutely loved it. Yeah, so I that, did. Bloody brilliant, <laughs> He's loving it. He's loving it. Why don't you just get 18 pairs of them? I would. I would, mate. The, Hyper, the Brooks Hyperion Tempo was the first shoe that I've ever bought more than one of. Um, I was in a place for my YouTube channel where I was like, I know I could get this shoe. I know I could get this shoe. I know I could get this shoe. This will get really good views. This will get really good. And I just went, I kind of, I've got to the point now where I've, I've not backed off from shoe reviews, but I do them more so now that I pick the shoe that's going to work for training rather really? Than anything else, and I thought to myself, I thought I need another pair of tempos. I don't want any more. I need another pair of tempos, and um, yeah, they're brilliant. I've got to give, yeah, I've got to give you a comp again, a massive compliment. I, that's another thing that I love about your channel, and I would implore people to to watch it because you review shoes based on around your training, which is again, it's a it's a different way of doing it. Now, there's guys out there, you know, I'm just as part of the process, right? But you know, literally, they'll get a shoe and they'll do a first run, initial run thing in it, and they've done six miles. That's great. I, I, I get it, right? I get it. I do the, I do the same if it's a hot shoe. We yeah. need we need views. We need to drive traffic to the to the channel. That is why, just the utmost respect to somebody like you, who is there saying, I'm going to get the high pier and max, and I'm going to come back at 400 miles, and I'm going to tell you <laughs> what this thing has been like. I just think it's brilliant. I Honestly, mm. I just think it's amazing, and and I, yeah, I just I'm on I'm on the gravy train now, so I can't get off it. It's too late for me. I'm I'm turned to <laughs> yeah. the dark side of doing initial runs after seven miles. This is nothing. There's no helping me now. No saving me. So <laughs> I, no, I your first yeah. impressions, mate. You know, you you do them. You do first impressions videos, and there's a lot of my shoes that I test that 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 don't get to 100 miles. But if they do, brilliant. And then it's a question of. Are, am I then committed? Am I marrying that shoe to its life? You know, and the only ones that I've really done that to is the Nova Blast, the Hyperion Tempos, and the Hyperion Max. There's been a few others that I've I've cranked over 200 miles. The Street Fly from Nike, love that one. Um, but there's yeah. not many others. Um, yeah. Oh, the Street Fly. Okay. Oh, 
I, it, it, it contributed to a fair few calf injuries. Um, yeah, it's totally about the same. But when I ran in it, didn't care. Loved it. Bloody brilliant yeah. shoe. Non-plated again. You yeah. felt like you were doing all the work. I wasn't being assisted by a plate. When I put a plate plated shoe on, room, you know, felt amazing. So, yeah, I did. But I'm avoiding it, this 10K block, because I'm worried it's going to give me a calf injury. So... Type's yeah. got a really good question for you. Type's got a really important question for you from our sponsors. Type. Well, I was trying. You've done the Brooks, but have you tried the Match Road Five? Uh, don't do my size. <laughs> I'd love to. Only just not then. I liked. I got my only sketch of shoe that I've tried is the Razor Excess, and I loved it. And I had mm, that right around then. the time where I had the Puma Liberate Nitro, and I had the Rebel V3 from New Balance. And I was cycling through those three shoes for my speed stuff. The Rebel V3 was too soft. My ankles caved in. I had to retire that 100 miles. Wasn't a fan. Uh, the Liberate Nitro was good. Uh, about the three. I really rated it. And I would love to try more sketches. But they just don't go up to 13 in a lot of them. I'll have a chat for manager. I'll, I'll, I'll put in a special request. If if they do, because I get them later on, and then I might find on sports shoes or somewhere that they have my size in an old model. But like, I'd love to try any sketches. I'd love it. Everyone raves about them, especially people from the states where they're much more accessible. Um, but I've, I I go onto their website all the time, have a look, and they usually go up to eleven or twelve. So oh, well, I tell you where uh, Simon, right? Um, obviously, well, I've seen Mark seen him on the on, on here or whatever. You know, he's always with us. But he he get he got his Max Road Six from Running Warehouse in the US, oh, shipped really? him over here, and it was firstly it was a damn sight cheaper. I think it worked out. I think it was tight, but I might be wrong. Was it 126 quid? He said. Yeah, it's about 120. Yeah, 120 quid, and he shipped them over from Running Warehouse US. Wow. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Maybe so that's if, what I need to do. Well, if stuff's coming out in the US, so like the Kivaro Pro, right? I don't. I think you know some stuff like that. Uh, there's always releases ahead in the US, isn't there? Yeah. Of stuff. We get stuff before them, but it's worth looking. That I've literally saw I've done this the other week. He, he He's desperate for the Max Road 6, um, and they're not coming here for a bit. So he went on the running warehouse and went, Yeah, I'll have some of them. And he's, he's had them for a couple of weeks now. He'd done a race in them the other day for he'd done the Hackney half in them. <laughs> Hero. Oh my life. So, um, yeah, if you've, if you've enjoyed the um, chat about um, gear and stuff like that, don't forget mm. Mondays, bite size. Yeah. Chris will dive into all sorts of your trainer chat and your tech and all that sort of stuff. So we don't always have, um, you know, we tend to veer away from it a little bit on the, yeah. on a Friday because, um, you know, it's um, Chris's thing on a Monday on the bite size. It's eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock on a Monday. Bite eight o'clock on a Monday. So don't mean to say, now we've got time is rapidly oh, up. Man, so we've we got loads all night. of questions. If we can just rattle through some of these quickly. Do some, quick some quick fire. Do some quick fire. Come on, Wilco. Okay. Do you weight train? If so, how do you factor yeah. it into your marathon blocks? In base and maintenance training three times a week uh, in, in a training block like right now twice. And it is uh, comprises of core session, which takes 10, 15 minutes, nothing crazy. And then because my weakness is my upper back and my back in general, I do a weight session on my back, uh, glutes and hips. And that is also comprises of just 10, 15 minutes. So on a Sunday, I'll do both. So it will take 30, 35 minutes as a combined. And then on a usually on a Wednesday, I'll do core. And on a Thursday, I'll do weights again. Right. Okay. And then um, Stephen says, do you find during taper it's easy to lose some motivation? 
or can you remain laser focused right out to race day? I used to, but this this marathon that I've just done, I was absolutely fine, and I had no paranoia. I had nothing, and I think actually what it was, I've got a new coach, and um, he pushed me more in my taper than I've ever run before. Like I. I, I saw the nice decline, but I was still doing some decent sessions and um, and it made the world of difference. Like I think often people can taper too hard and completely shift focus away from it. Um, everything pops into their head. But because I was occupied by these good sessions, um, I didn't even think about it until like the Friday before the Sunday. So um, on this occasion, no. And my advice there would be don't taper too hard. You know, like keep it going a little bit. Don't yeah. take too very easy. Good. Yeah. Very, very yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Because I, I, I'm a great hard taper. I'll just sit on the sofa in two weeks. Um, Rod, <laughs> Rod said, Have you made any changes to your form that have improved your running efficiency? Because looking at your PBs, quite, quite a few of them are recent, aren't they? Yeah, massive drills and strides before every single session. I mean, this actually this week was the first week, and you and and if if anyone does follow the channel, I drop a training vlog of the week every Sunday. And actually, this week on the Thursday, I overslept and I I didn't even warm up for a session, and you will see the disaster that happened. The first half of the really? session was shocking. The second half was brilliant because the first half ended up being a warm up. Um, but I was 30 seconds a mile off my normal tempo pace because I didn't warm up. And that's huge for me. Like, I, I was really great. And that's because I didn't do my normal 15-minute warm-up and my drills and strides. Drills and strides, the weight training for my back and drills and strides, high knees, butt kips, uh, kicks, A skips, B skips, strides, um, anything like that before every session. I do that twice a week. and I've done that for about two years now. It makes the world a difference. People go... Why would I bother? It's, you know, it's these small little things. Yeah, but over two years, those small little things suddenly make a massive difference. So, yeah, drills and strides. And you you concur with that for the year? Oh, yeah, massively. So I was just writing Tamik down of what he said about the um, what he does. Because he's, he's, taking, he's taking notes as well. You know, and this is what I'm saying. It, 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 you know, it's so relatable. It, it, like I said at the start, if you take in just – just little tidbits of what Andy does to get to the times he does. You, you can make that relatable to, to what you're doing, whether you're, I don't know, you're training for your first half or you're, you know, you're looking to bring your times down at your 10 K like, like I've been doing those sort of things. Yeah. If you put them into play, it, it sounds funny, but I can't remember who, who it was. One of you faster dudes on, on YouTube was talking about, it might have even been you, Andy, it was either you or Ben was talking about the, the warm up that you do. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I dragged Hayden off on what day was it? Wednesday, wasn't it? I took, I took Hayden off for a warm up before we did that race. You know, it's those sort of things that I've changed and I've put in through listening to guys like you, that sort yeah. of stuff, guys can make a difference in, in your training blocks. You know, what Andy says about, you know, doing your weights and things like that, all that sort of stuff. You forget the times he's running. Forget it. Because everything that he's spoken about tonight is stuff that I coach to people. And obviously, I'm coaching people, you know, three-hour marathoners, eight-hour marathoners. People are doing their first 10K. I'm coaching a wide section. But it's all the same stuff that we're talking about, right? And that's why it's so cool to have somebody like Andy on. So what else have we got? Well, you, you oh, just yeah. very quickly, you ran, a PB, you ran a PB on like, what uh, you know, 42 minutes, 10K. And you, if you think about the warm up, what you're doing there is you're getting your heart. Well, OK, when the gun goes off in a race, you bolt out the blocks, your heart rate 
shoots up the first half mile feels the hardest and then it settles well you'll get you're eradicating that by doing a warm-up because you're getting your heart ready and warming up so that when the gun goes off you don't have that massive spike oh my gosh can i hold this can i not hold this you settle in very very quickly there you go and it's made a huge difference i did it so anybody hasn't followed the channel but basically i've gone half pb i've gone marathon pb i've gone 5k pb i've gone 10k pb all in six weeks to probably less than that about that right every single one of them i've done a warm-up toe at london landmarks what was i doing you said i look like an idiot annoying I, people annoying people but i was the only urban <laughs> zipping up and down and that's how you know that's how i got off the line so quick because i was as you say i was already warmed up honestly people i'm not just yep. saying the warm-up is the key to to, to running quicker because but it's just it's no. these little things it helps it, it, it helps these little things Right, we've got yeah, one, one, just question one, last, for him, one last quick question that yeah. Devon's asked, Andy. Um, it's a personal one, really. Um, what's your most enjoyable marathon you've run? Um, well, my recent 240 was enjoyable, but in terms of where it was, London was was the most epic one I've done. It was, you know, it, it wasn't the day that I had dreamed of, but I suppose to run and experience London was like nothing else I've ever experienced. So time-wise, Newport, the one I've just done, but experience london hands down and how fast is it coach just jumped in and um, how fast is this warm-up that um sort of for me i just do I, all i tend to do is uh just a, a fire it's usually a 10 minute very easy jog like really easy and then i tend to just do sort of four to six strides um just to get the body going other people do different types of warm-ups some people almost get up to tempo for two or three minutes um but I just do a nice light jog. Usually get my heart rate into the 120s, 130s, just for 10 minutes. I might progress it a little bit into to up to moderate pace for the last two minutes just to get that heart rate up. And then I'll do some strides. Great. Right. Well, so, I think I, we're, I've, I've got think, a bit of um, admin. I've got a bit of admin, Wilco, to do. Go on in. Before we let him go. Because um, I'll get shot if I, if I forget any of this. Firstly... Get ready for it. This is the boring bit, Andy, but this is just life now. Uh, Global Running Day, Brooks Running. Get on it, people. Get on the Facebook group. The link's in there. On Instagram, follow follow 40 underscore runs and get on that. Next Wednesday, 6.15 p.m., we're going out and running. There's a Strava run set up. It's all ready to go. If you want to come physically and join us in London, 6.15 or 6 o'clock, come along, but we're running at 6 o'clock, 6.15 at Runners Needing Monument. Just come along. Let's have some, let's have a good time next Wednesday, please. Uh, I've got to give a shout out to the guys at Start Fitness. Startfitness.co.uk. You get full ten uh, percent off there using the code Forty Runs. We're up at Blade and Races next week. Okay, so there's not going to be a live show. We've got a pre-recorded um, podcast and video going out, which is ugh, I didn't like doing it, but it's an interview with me about Forty Runs, how it started, where it's going, and all that sort of stuff. Bit of insight into me i reluctantly did it uh, and that's next week um so that will be out i uh, probably should know but i don't but we are going to be in newcastle on friday for the blade and races okay we're then going to lesies i'll probably pronounce that wrong park run on the saturday okay i want everybody there everybody the, the 10 million people that download this i want you all there if flying from vietnam they've got they've got everyone <laughs> right and then on sunday because you've come all the way from the Philippines to Leslie's part run, 
I want you to get on the train and come down to South End because we've got the South End half marathon on Sunday and we're having a picnic. Forget oh. about the half marathon where Ben is going to get destroyed by me because I'm going to make him run 144, not 145. But we're going to do that on the Sunday. We're having a picnic afterwards and you're all invited. Andy, it's about 10 million miles away from you, but Hayden <laughs> will probably send a helicopter. You're invited as well. Everybody's invited. <laughs> so you either come to Bladen Races and say hello, come to Leslie's, wherever it's called, Park Run, on Saturday, or come to South End on Sunday, because we want to see you, or on Wednesday at 6 o'clock in London. Mm. There's an opportunity to get involved this week, next week, people, so get involved. Yeah, we want us. you out running, and we want you out being social, so come along. No reason not to come along. Um, yeah, with, um, with regard to um, South End, I just want to do a quick shout-out. We got a message. Um, Hi, Forty. Hope you're all well. Um, was wondering if you could give a shout-out to Team Carly, approximately 50 runners raising funds and awareness for the Carly Lansley Foundation, a charity set up by my brother in memory of his late wife, Carly. Um, fun, it's, they are funding um, free heart screening days and installation of defibrillators, and they are all going with us to the South End Marathon. Yeah, so we will see them there. We look forward to seeing them. Yes. Um, oh, that, uh, just, and that, well, that last thing for me, Will Conan, you could take us home, is to be a massive, massive thank you to my main man who I've wanted on the show since day one. To finally <laughs> have you on, brother, means the world for you to you know, carve some time out to spend with us on a Friday. It means, genuinely, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Genuinely, absolute pleasure. I mean it. We've got to get together. I want you and your Welsh flying mate to ruin me on a speed session. I'll, I'll, I'll get in the car and I'll come down and I'll get ruined because I just think it'll be hilarious. But we've got to get together. We've got to do it. Please subscribe if you're not already to Andy's YouTube channel. Forest yeah, Andy, can you just give us your... Um, give, us, give us it all. Give us your socials. Um, well, firstly, way too kind, mate. And I'm, I'm really surprised we haven't touched on football, but I'm glad we haven't because that's too depressing. Um, if we, uh, I suppose, on all the socials, uh, I'm just FOD runner, F O D uh, runner uh, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and every other social media bloody platform that there is. <laughs> that's great, mate. Thanks ever so much for coming. And we'd love to have you again if you ever want to come. Come and see us and have a nice chat on a Friday night. You are always welcome. Be a pleasure. No, thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for your company this this evening and your excellent questions. Toby was driving, you know, managed to press the buttons despite his trip to the dentist. So we're grateful for his effort as well. So thanks ever so much. Thanks to our sponsors, Sketches. Remember, please, sketches.co.uk. Check out all their stuff, their gear and trainers etc and thanks very much for all your questions and your attention tonight we are on facebook and youtube every friday at seven o'clock and if you can't catch us then well take us out and you know download us as a podcast you can take us out on your long run we're available on apple amazon spotify and all your favorites if you want to try and get in touch if you want to get in touch with us go to the 40 runs um website 40runs.com slash long run drop us a line and um, we'll give you a shout out and tell us how you're getting on and what you're up to. Thank you very much for your attention this evening. Have a great week's running. Hopefully I'll see you. I'm off on Wednesday, so hopefully I'll see you in London. And we'll go down the monument. We'll have a little spin around the town. I was there yesterday. And it's wonderful. It's a great time of year to be running in London. Come down and say hello. Thank you very much. Take care. And we'll see you next week.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.